Green Living Guy here, just hanging out, not freezing now. I was in my last interview with some people, but now I'm not freezing. I'm hanging out. I'm talking with the great Meg O'Neill, who, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, is the editor of both PlanetGreen.com and TreeHugger.com. Superstar rock star. You, you can't even, it, it's so hard. I'm so impressed. I'm so happy to be just in the presence of such greatness. How are you doing, Mango Nail? <laughs> well, I'm pretty great after an intro like uh, that. I tried to do my thing. What can I tell you? <laughs> uh, so what's going on at, at um, let's see, let's pick which one. Well, you know what? Let's start with, you started with Tree Hugger, correct? Back I in the day? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about... Yeah. yeah, so let's talk about your whole history with the with the whole Planet Green and Tree Hugger family and how it all started for you. I think that's a good way to start it off. Sure. Uh, well, I joined Tree Hugger uh, five years ago, a little over five years ago, um, right at the launch. And at the time, I had been working as a, a journalist covering primarily architecture and design stories. Um, and there was a, there was a big uh, there was a big movement already happening um, culturally in architecture and design in green, and I was just really fascinated by that. So it was something that I was uh, following and reporting on quite a bit. And when we launched Tree Hugger, it was very design focused, um, and so it was a good a good fit. I met Graham Hill, who's the founder of the site, and. Uh, we were often often running. I was writing the stories. He was uh, running pretty much everything else. We had a, a designer and a uh, and a an, uh, media architect, and uh, and off we went. We saw that pretty quickly that there was uh, that our audience was hungry for more than just design information and news. So we quickly expanded into uh, covering nature, politics, fashion, uh, food, health, and uh, all the categories that we. That we have today, right? Here we are. <laughs> wow! Now that's a story, man. No, I'm <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's great. I never realized that uh, that you had an architecture and uh, design uh, background that helped you to make well originally tree hugger to be so you know I guess hip and stylish and you know conscious of not just going green, but looking great at the same time. You know, it was really that that connection that I think only increased your web traffic back then incremental, well, exponentially, I should say. Yeah, that was our uh, that was sort of our uh, our mo was you know you can go green and look good doing it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, tell me more about like how you. Each each story written had that whole thing about feeling good and looking good and understanding how to go green at the same time. What what was that mission you were trying to get accomplished with almost every story that you were getting out there? Like, what was the mission when you put a story out there that it it contained, not just beside the story, if you know what I mean? Sure. Well, we you know our our mission was then and remains now. Sustainability into the mainstream, um, and I, I think we've 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 come a long way, but we've still got a long way to go. <laughs> uh, but you know, we we uh, 
we still very much believe that design, in a large sense, is can be a, a solution to many of the problems that we face. So not just, uh, you know, I mean, not not just how we design our our homes or our rugs or our clothes, but literally how we design our how we design our cities. Um, so it's everything. I mean, design is behind everything from, you know, toilet paper to subway systems. <laughs> I never looked at it that way, but it's true, yeah. And so, you know, so we, so we really look at things that way systematically. Um, and, and, you know, designers are creative people, and, it, and they're problem solvers. Um, and, and that's how we see the issues of sustainability. Um, so many many green designers will say, you know, what what we have here is a is a design problem. Um, you know, we we have to think to use that sort of trite phrase out of the box, but but we do. We have to we have to think about things in new ways. We have to think about uh, you know the embodied energy of of products that we make, and also what happens to them at the end of their life cycle, as well as what. Uh, happens to us while we use them. And so thinking about things in that closed-loop system uh, is really what design is all about, and it's also what sustainability is all about. So that's where the real overlap is uh, in those two things. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. And then the Planet Green merger with Treehugger, how, how was that? How did how had do you think it's gone? Where where is it going? What's the what's the future with the PlanetGreen.com or Planet Green in general? I mean, it's just so exciting to have the channel out there. So, wh what where is it going? What's cooking with that whole thing? <laughs> well, as we um, <clears throat> as we reported the, um, the this merger and acquisition, Tree Hugger. Uh, Treehugger acquires Discovery Communications. <laughs> really now, hey now. <laughs> Which of course is is a little bit uh, of a of a joke. Now that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were purchased by uh, the. Uh, Discovery Communications, which is, of course, the parent company of uh, Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, TLC, Science Channel, all those, all those good um, on-air and online stations in 2007. Um, and it, it's, been, it's been really great. For us, it's been, um, it's been a way for us to expand our audience, expand our resources, um, uh, start to infiltrate TV, um, and that that's a whole new world of, of media for us, which has been really fun. Um, the reason why we were acquired by Discovery was because they were launching uh, a new channel called Planet Green, um, and a, a web, the website planetgreen.com. And um, and and what what the site and the uh, and the and the on-air channel are really looking to do, or just look at sort of future-forward, passionate people doing forward-thinking things, and just sort of see what the what the good future is going to look like. Um, so so online, Treehuggers are very news-oriented stuff, sort of the bleeding-edge concepts, ideas, and news of what's happening in green. Um, and Planet Green um, is, is our service-y how-to section. Um, and it's also, you'll see more and more, we're branching into um, a lot more storytelling about uh, 
people um, uh, and about people doing passionate things, not just in the green space, but in, in really all uh, arenas of the humanity. So everything from um, fashion and looking at things like fair trade to um, technologies in, in medicine to humanitarian design and, uh, you know, just sort of to show that the, the idea of, of green really goes beyond even just environmentalism. It's really about, you know, a, a sort of a, a worldview of how we look at doing things well for all people on Earth. Yeah, well, it's really, green is really life. It's everything in life. I mean, when you think about sustainability, it's Everything you do, everything you create, everything you bring into this world is has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And with that, you create something where it comes from. You you produce it somewhere else, some most of the time, uh, and then you ship it back to where you're going to sell it. And all that has a net effect. So it's it's great to have a channel like this. Uh, how has the channel? Looking forward in its programming, where is it headed? Um, is it looking also to um, more video content on the internet so that people can like uh, get old seasons or something like that? Or uh, where where is the the, the future leading uh, for gr that, which will also be for green too? Because you know you guys are really leading the leading the charge, no pun intended with the electric car thing, but I digress, you know, but it's just, uh, you know, wh where is it going? It's so exciting, so I'm just so curious where where great people are heading when they're going forward, you know? Yeah, well, there's some really cool programming coming up, some new original content um, coming up for Planet Green, and some of these shows include um, one that I'm really excited about is called Future Food. Um, it's the story of this avant-garde chef who is in Chicago, and he just, I mean, he's making food in the most wild ways, literally like printing food out on a computer. You go into his restaurant and, um, you know, you're served, a, the menu is edible, okay? Oh, whoa, he, he's whoa. <laughs> Everything, you know, you, you, uh, you're served cotton candy and it's like a picture of a piece of cotton candy on a piece of paper that you eat and it tastes just like cotton candy. Oh my goodness. I mean, really goodness. wild stuff. And his, his kitchen is more like a, like a, a science lab than it is um, like a traditional restaurant kitchen. Um, these guys are just doing wild stuff in the kitchen. I mean, they're, they're using lasers, they're blowing stuff up, they're combining the wackiest stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, their their big um, their big thing is combating world hunger. Um, so you know we see on this show how they how they approach all of these things, and they're just fascinating people. Um, another one that has just launched is called uh, Operation Wild. Um, it's sort of like. Um, uh, animal cops, if you will. Alrighty then. Uh, it's environmental police. Bad boys, bad boys. Florida, what you yep, gonna do? In the Florida Everglades, and it's just you know wild. The stuff they go through. They're they're stopping poachers. They're um, saving animals. I mean, this is hard work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, regular guys, and this is what they do for their job. I mean, it's just fascinating. Um, another one that I'm loving that you're going to see launching soon is called um, The Fabulous Beekman Boys. And this is a sort of a, a, a 
docudrama series, if you will, about these two uh, men. They're a couple, and they leave the city life in New York, where one of them was a one's a doctor, and he was working for. Uh, Martha Stewart's Omnimedia Company. The other one is a is an author, and they uh, move out into the country to uh, to run a farm. <laughs> All righty then. The story of uh, you know city boys gone bucolic, and um, it's just this, they they have goats and they grow food and they uh, make soap and uh, and they're quite successful at it through of course many trials and tribulations. Uh, but it, but the real story is about how they connect with their community in this small town in upstate New York uh, where they live. And where is it located? Um, let me see if I can remember the name of the town. Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so yeah, it's, a, it's a wonderful show, and they're, awesome. just, they're great guys. Um, and it's just, uh, it's really real, you know? It's cool. Right. I dig it. Yeah, because it's, it's, well, it's definitely a shift for somebody, and, you know, going from the city to... Uh, to the country and then living that life, but uh, that 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 sounds like a definitely a huge lineup coming up here. Um, and going forward, I guess um, I guess some questions that I'd have for you is uh, where do you think we're headed, or where does uh, Planet Green and Discovery think we're headed with energy? I guess as uh, you know, uh, how do I put it? The way the future is, especially in this country, is definitely toward renewable and clean technologies. We just saw an executive order for that today, but we've got to be concerned about how we're creating our energy. And wh what do you think that the, the core mission of Planet Green is when it talks about, uh, I know what it does, you know, I know you guys, and we all love electric cars and all that stuff, and it's great, but, you know, energy is uh, the big thing of the day. So wh wh what's your thoughts on that? Sure. I mean, you know, energy is, is a huge, huge issue. We are consumers of energy. That's pretty much what we do. Cars and transportation are uh, vitally important to the equation of, of uh, you know, reducing our carbon footprint as a nation to a sustainable level. We've got a long way to go. Um, but that's only one part of the equation. Um, for most individuals, our homes are our our biggest sources of carbon output, um, which is a surprise for many people. Many people think it is their car or their use of transportation. Um, but how we use energy and what kind of energy we use is of vital importance. Uh, we absolutely need to shift to a clean energy economy as fast as possible. Um, the politics of that is extremely uh, complex, of course. Yeah, the it technology is. already exists. Uh, that's that's the good news. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I feel the same way. I mean, we're, we're on the same page there, you know what I mean? And it's funny because it's like it's always been that that's one thing i put in in build your own electric vehicle it's like electric cars have always been here uh solar has been here wind has been here i mean the dutch hello i mean we've we've had stuff around and wind's been around cuz i'm talking anyway so what do you think about <laughs> i mean what do you think about which which is a little thought provoking lately uh 
the I hate to use it, but the State of the Union and 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 the the where we're headed toward in energy policy in this country. Well, you know, I mean, uh, Obama talked about he he did you know sort of a debate going on in the green community. Did he say enough about renewable energy? Did he not say enough? He mentioned nuclear. He has appeared to um, be, uh, if not pro-nuclear, certainly supportive of the idea of nuclear. Um, I think it's a really important debate that we have to have. Um, I don't, you know, at at Treehugger and Planet Green, um, I would say that the first thing that we would want to see is no new coal. I mean, we have got to stop using coal. It's just old-fashioned, and it's not relevant anymore. <laughs> we don't need it. Yeah. Um, you know, the question of nuclear is an extremely complex one. We haven't built a new nuclear facility in this country for 30 years or more. Um, it is clean uh, energy in the sense of carbon. Uh, there's obviously some huge issues with waste storage that that we haven't solved. So I, Correct. I yeah. personally think we can do better than nuclear. Right. Um, but from a political standpoint, uh, I don't. It might be something that we have to look at. Yeah, it's unfortunately um, I, I a football. Hope that we see a lot more decentralized energy. You know, we're fighting about whether uh, wind is the right thing to do or solar is the right thing to do. Well, the the the, the truth is it, it's it's the right thing to do depending on where you are. I live in Rhode Island and my house is like about to blow down today. It's so windy. Um, <laughs> we have, but we have two, we have two uh, wind turbines on the, on the small island where I live. Um, and I think that that's, and they've been hugely successful and, and people actually love them for the most part. Uh, people are are in support of them, um, so I think that that's that's good news. But we definitely need much better federal policy to help us, uh, you know, build build these things. Not only as uh, you know, uh, energy producers in the country, but even just building the parts themselves. I mean, we're hearing it all over the place now. If we're shipping all of this, uh, all of these technical jobs overseas to build wind turbines in, in China, we're going to be behind the game pretty quickly. That's right. Science and education is the big thing, and it, it's just crazy that, that we bring those jobs over there when, when we could be doing them here. You know, we talk about an economic vi- revitalization of this country, and the, the, the first thing I think of is building more energy-efficient opportunities here because it is the wave of the future, and it, it, it's not even... At this point, I think even the wave of the future, it's now, and it's the future, you know, it's today, and it's been for a while, and it's going forward. And if we don't start creating the economy here, everybody else will start a following. You know, China is not, is going that way. They will continue to dominate on that front if we don't step up. And I think that messages that we're bringing out into shows like Planet Green and the other, you know, television that's starting to do that, uh, I, I think only will help people to see that we got to do this. I, I just would be curious, is on a technological standpoint, where is Planet Green on talking regularly about clean technology and creating content so that people can have 
a venue for that. I know there's one show that I can think of, and I'm forgetting the name that I saw once where they talked about clean energy, but is there going to be more of a discussion about that going forward on, on Planet Green? Yeah, you're definitely going to see um, more some some new um, uh, technology shows coming out. Um, these haven't been formalized or uh, released yet, but they but they will be soon. Um, but there's actually a couple exciting things in the works that are going to be very um, tech oriented um, that I think will be really. Cool. One of the missions of Discovery at large is to uh, certainly educate, but also entertain. Um, so the programming that you see across the Discovery networks really focuses on getting you excited about the content and making you want to watch it and making it fun. I mean, think about a show like uh, um, Mythbusters. You know, you learn so much, but it's so fun to watch. Yes, it is. Um, yes. And so you know that that's our real goal is not to be real um, policy oriented or wonky or um, you know uh, newsy on air well thank goodness because I got out of politics a long time ago for that reason I'm <laughs> sorry but go ahead so, um, you know but to really entertain the, the viewer and the audience to get them excited about this stuff so I think you're going to see a lot of cool stuff coming down the pike that's great I mean it it, it only help a, a network like Planet Green be uh, on the forefront, which it already is, don't get me wrong, but I mean, even that more forward thinking than it already is and already leading the charge, no pun intended, not for electric cars. Anyway, so I digress. <laughs> but uh, I, w I would, that's my Mr. Subliminal. Remember that from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it's great that that we're you know we're hearing more about that because uh, the debate still rages about nuclear or nuclear or coal or clean coal or clean that there is such a thing as clean coal or is it uh, just uh, me blowing smoke somewhere that's not cool uh, is it uh, and then you know you've got all these other natu more natural gas exploration yet I remember which is ironic, you know, not ironic, but that we just recently had in my area, uh, we defeated a, a natural gas pipeline. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I don't get why we're still fighting that. I shouldn't say fighting that fight, but I'd say more like talking about that when really the economy uh, is toward, and it would be the smartest thing just for us to focus on it a lot more on going green. I mean, every there's so many ways that we could be going green that it's it's like we can do it. It's just the will. It's the free will, and it it, it it's sometimes so funny in that irony because it, it, we could be doing so much more if we just had the ability to just do it. Meaning, and and I think that's what's great about Planet Green because it just enables you. They just do it. You don't have to worry about the government waiting. You don't have to worry about a Copenhagen. You don't have to worry about uh, uh, somewhere else to, to do that. You just turn on the TV and learn some stuff. Go on the website, planetgreen.com, and read some stuff. By the way, check out me on planetgreen.com. I digress. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just great how, how 
a show, and there's a network like this. You know, there's no other real network like this. Yeah, there are other channels that have environmental or green content, you know, but you guys are doing why I went to Sundance, which is like 100% green all the time. And it's just so wonderful to have you guys around doing your thing and, 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 and bringing further content. So uh, if you, unless you've got anything, well, you know what? I'm going to leave you with the parting word, as Bill, Bill O'Reilly once said. You know, I'll leave you with the last word, but I'll do it in. But the only difference is I do it cooler than him. Sorry, Bill. I'm try. You know, I'm trying to just bring love, not anger. You know, like that. He, that guy's. You know, that guy just needs to go to a doctor and talk to somebody. I love the guy. He's fun to watch. He's. You know, he's entertaining, but. He needs to talk to somebody because he's just way too angry. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy life because if you just keep green, all great things happen from not just your energy but how you feel when you eat to the water you drink. I mean, it's just great. So any last words? Well, you know, you just reminded me of a uh, when you're talking about the uh, the political will to change everything. It reminded me of something that that Al Gore, that controversial controversial character, once said, and he he said that uh, we have everything we need to go forward with the you know the green movement except political will. But luckily, political will is a renewable resource. <laughs> I like that one. In fact, we have everything everything we need it's up to uh it's up to everybody listening to uh to move it forward so i agree with that one and uh thank you so much meg for for taking the time to uh on a on a friday when you could be hanging with your your lovely daughter and or and 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 you're hanging out with me to talk about great green things but that's what we do at, at people that uh, love the green movement we we can't stop talking about it, you know. Uh, I just have to do one thing, if you don't mind. This, If it wasn't for my uh, sponsors or whatever, I wouldn't be blessed with the opportunity to, to not just bring podcasts, but go to places like Sundance or just do great things. And I, I work with great green companies. i got a geothermal company I'm working with called J-Egg or Egg Geothermal, and they're like in the southeast so check them out on the web, uh, Egg Geothermal, and also A Lot to Say, which is www.alottosay.com, and they've got 100% recycled plastic bottles as their T-shirts. They feel like silk guys. The women love them, and the guys love them, too. I'm wearing them. I wore it at Sundance. Believe it or not, guys, I wore this thing. It felt great. Big old change blue change in the middle of it. You can check me out on greenlivingguy.com and check out my picture on there and you'll see the shirt. It's awesome and it's 60% less energy to make. No water and they're all made in the USA and the people a lot to say are the coolest and it just shows how which is what great thing about people like Meg or anybody that I've noticed in the green movement is just everybody wants to do the right thing, everybody's so cool, everybody's so fun, and it's just that the more good, great things you do, the more positive uh, things happen around you, and that's what people just want to exude in, in green is just positivity. So rock on, uh, Meg, and just keep on doing what you're doing because it's so great. So thank you so much again. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Green Living Guy saying peace out. Have a great weekend. I'm definitely calling it quits for today. And uh, stay
stay green 100% all the time. Signing out.